You know, when it comes to wireless carriers, sometimes what you see isn't always what you get. Except with Visible. With Visible, what you see is exactly what you get. If you haven't heard of Visible, well, now you have. They're the wireless carrier that's making wireless visible. It's in the name. With Visible, there are no hidden fees, no fine print, no hassle, nothing to hide. It's just $25 a month, all taxes and fees included. And you don't need more than one line of wireless to save. You can save on a line all to yourself with unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon. And again, just $25 a month. The future of wireless is here and it is transparent. If you want more transparency in your wireless plan, you want to be on the Visible plan. Switch to Visible today and save at Visible.com. That's Visible.com. Monthly rate on the Visible plan. For data management practices and additional terms, visit Visible.com. This episode of GameScoop is sponsored by Squarespace. If you're looking for a way to make your business stand out and succeed online, Squarespace is the all-in-one website platform for you. They take the stress out of creating an awesome website, engaging with your audience, and selling anything from products to content to time so you're able to focus on, you know, everything else. In other words, you'll have more time for gaming. With the new guided design system, you can choose from curated layouts and styling options to build a unique online presence from the ground up, optimized for every device. And with Squarespace's integrated, optimized SEO tools, you'll show up more often to more people. Squarespace doesn't just make things easier for you. Checkout for your customers is made seamless with simple but powerful payment tools that allow you to accept credit cards, PayPal, and Apple Pay, and in eligible countries, offer the option to buy now and pay later with Afterpay and Clearpay. So whether you're just starting out or looking to expand your existing brand, be sure to visit squarespace.com for a free trial, and when you're ready to launch, go to squarespace.com gamescoop to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. That's squarespace.com gamescoop for 10% off. What's up, everybody? Welcome to IGN GameScoop. I'm your host, Damon Hadfield. Joining me this week is Justin Davis, Sam Claiborne, everybody, and CJ Gibson. What's up? We have a great show for you this week. We're going to talk about another uh, long-running game company that we've lost in the past week, unfortunately. Oh no. We're going to talk. We're going to unlock a secret topic. Well, I have no idea what you're talking about. That's related to (laughs) video game twenty questions. So we have to play video game twenty questions before we discuss this topic. All right. All right. All right. But first, that's good. Mm -hmm. Happy fifth birthday to the PlayStation 4. Right. Turn PlayStation five. 4 wow. turn five today um, when this is being recorded, November 15th. And there's at least one good game per year for it. For it so. Yeah, that's true. So there are at least five good games. At yeah. least five good games. Yeah. A few, yeah. Well, I don't know. Was there a good game launch year? Well, launch year like 20 November, December, yeah. November and December. Mm. Uh, Resogun. Yeah. Was a launch year. Resogun was, was pretty one. good. Yeah. yeah. That was a really fun one. Uh, Assassin's well, Creed 4 was that year. Yeah, Black Flag. That was cross-gen, but I played it on yeah. PS4. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That was a showcase on PS4. One of my favorite, I think this video is still online. You can find it on YouTube or IGN, but we did the mass unboxing at IGN. I was just going to say, this this day five years ago was a really fun day at IGN because pretty much everyone was had, that bought, the day we did that? had bought a PlayStation oh, 4 and they all oh, arrived. Right, yeah. So we just had stacks and stacks. That was a great of, video. And then we lined them all up. It was yep. like 30, 30 PS4s that, mm-hmm. that we all unboxed yep. at the same time. Yeah, and that was all. Uh, some people in the comments are like, "This is you know a gross ad for Sony," and I'm like, "We bought all these. Yeah, like, this, this is, is me plunking down my the gross ads for yeah. Sony worked on us." Yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's true. I'm still using that PS4. I know. That was funny. I haven't upgraded. You have the, the launch oh, yeah. one. Yeah, I, I have the same launch one yeah. too. Mm-hmm. Also, OG Xbox wasn't OG Xbox's birthday here just uh, three days yeah, prior. Three days ago. Mm-hmm. Three days yeah. ago. Yeah. Did you guys sure, do a mass like, unboxing for that one? Yeah, I was before my time. Yeah, sure. We yeah. did not, and that was because uh, it was Greg Miller that organized the PS4 one. Who? No, was, you're thinking of Xbox One. He's talking about OG Xbox. Oh, yeah. OG Xbox. OG. No, yeah. but we didn't do we didn't do a mass unboxing of the Xbox One because you know there was not <laughs> the internal champion to like really make that happen like there was with Greg I, and the yeah. PS4. Gotcha. I think the Xbox One was out a week after. Did you guys own yes, an original? Xbox? It was week before, like an nope, OG Xbox. Know. Yeah, no one knows. I, mean, I got like the old school one. You did it? Yeah, you Crimson guys buy one? Skies, Ninja What's Gaiden, whole, Halo. Yeah, all I all never owned an original Xbox. Really? I had an original Xbox. Oh, it is man. huge and heavy. Yeah, it's it really is funny heavy. when I see it now. It's yeah, it's massive. Because that's where I played Knights of the Old Republic. Oh, yeah. that's right. Uh, yeah, that was and two. I heard you just name drop Crimson Skies. That's like a that is like top five. Please.
please bring this back. Absolutely. Game franchise. Why is that not brought back? I don't know. I've, I've I'm amazing they haven't brought it back. It's I mean, licensed, so it's not, you know, yeah. everyone knows it as a video game, but it started, it's like a tabletop role-playing game that they made a video game version of, so maybe there's weirdness around getting that yeah. back. So I, good. I, I, may, I may have just made that up, by the way, but I, I don't think it was like an original IP. Like mm. I think they based it off awesome something. Awesome game, though. Anyway, it's the PlayStation 4's birthday, not the OG Xbox Fine. birthday. Sorry, I apologize. I apologize. Yeah, right? I apologize. <laughs> uh, so if the PS4 is 5, that used to be mm-hmm. like... Uh, that was it. Ripe old age for a video game console. Did it really? Yeah, for like the NES. Yeah. From NES yeah. had from eighty five to ninety. Well. So it was like. Well, and that was games for the longest time. Ninety four. Well, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> later. I mean, the yeah, PS, like, yeah, like yeah, generations true. are getting a little bit longer. Yeah. Like PS one, yeah. PS two, but, but yeah, five years is about yeah. it. But by uh, retro gaming standards, five years is an old console. Well, we would it normally, is. yeah, we would normally at least have a new one if the new console wasn't here now at least it was like on the horizon like yeah. ps5's coming, coming gamecube like, Wii was two, 2001 2006 yeah cool. and now we don't yeah, have we don't have really anything yeah. on next gen they also do 96 so many to 2001 they do so many hardware iterations now too yep. though right we got those like pluses before yeah. yeah i mean what do they ever do do they really remake nes like there was a different version yeah, of there's it a late. top loader yeah, that's right. But it's I mean, it's been very special. Yeah. Every console, almost every console, has had a revision that made it smaller and quieter in this. Yeah. But making them more powerful, that like 1.5 generation, that was new to this time. Right, right. Yeah. Um, there's already two games announced for PS5. Which Eld- ones? Elder Scrolls. And then uh, today or yesterday, there was a uh, Final Fantasy game that, that that's being worked new, on. Right. Not Final well, Fantasy, well, Luminous Productions. A Luminous AAA game. Yeah. Coming from Square Enix. Yeah. yeah. Although I think that wasn't an I think that was in like a LinkedIn profile, right? Like I don't think they put out an yeah. announcement that's like we're making a PS5 yeah, that's game. A it's only one game that's been announced for PS5. Yeah. Well, and they actually confirmed Elder Scrolls for PS5. They said next gen. Next yeah, gen. Yeah. That one gen. was like they showed it and mentioned specifically that this is not until the next generation. Okay. But we hope to start hearing about the next gen. I think at E3 or before it. I mean, it's a little bit semantics, E3. right? Like there's an assumption it's safe-ish to assume that Cyberpunk will, you know, be coming out on next. Like anything that's more than a year away is probably next gen. But the difference is, did the developer come out and say that? Mm-hmm. And then you you might yeah. be right. Bethesda might be the only one that just Man, was like, yep. Those last two years of consoles are always just great games. Oh, yeah. That's so yeah. That's that's exciting. Yeah. So five years into the development cycle, we should be getting like really good stuff. And we are. Yeah. Last of Us 2. But in terms yeah. of like when we start hearing about PS5, I, there haven't been enough rumors about it really to, what, to tell me that that's, that's what I was getting at earlier. That it's, it's impending. It's very quiet still. Yeah, it is. remember like so uh, we were calling the PS4 Orbis before it was. Were we? Why unfo- did we do that? Before it was. Really? Reveal. I don't remember that. In the lead up to the big reveal, Orbis. That was like the the code name. Hmm. But it was like two years of rumors about it that we were reporting on constantly until it was finally unveiled. And that, that sort of that yeah, sort of rumor cycle hasn't spun up yet. Neither of those consoles are coming next year. They will be yeah. announced next year and will come out in right. 2020 is my prediction. Yeah. My and will it be PlayStation 5? I yes. mean, I, I'm assuming it's yeah. probably going to be. Yeah. I mean, that would be weird. Stick with yeah, the naming yeah. structure. Yeah, Xbox is the bigger question. Right? Yeah. Currently Yikes. calling it Scarlet. Project Scarlet or Xbox Scarlet. So, so that has a code name. Yeah. Or at least, yeah. Not, I don't know if Microsoft is using that internally, but that's mm-hmm. what we're calling it. Certainly. So PS4 is five years old. Uh, how do you think it ranks? Like, is it the best PlayStation mm. that Sony's ever produced? No. I think people would usually say two there. for that, right? Yeah. I, so? I mean, it's getting close from unit sales, though. Like, what is it at? Isn't it like 80 plus? Yeah. Or yeah, yeah. Unit well, sales? yeah. It's a, it's a gigantic success for Sony. Yeah. yeah, I guess it depends on how you're measuring it. I would say no, just because the PS2 was such a landmark, and it had a DVD and, player, and that yeah. like, was essential. It just be, it made <laughs> yeah. itself essential. Hmm. Like yeah. that was it. Definitely won that console generation in like any slice, any way you slice it. You know? mm-hmm. But looking back, you think you got more like enjoyment out of your PS2 than you've gotten out of your PS4 in five years? Yeah, those 3D Castlevania games. <laughs> I <laughs> think so. Yeah. I mean, I'm, well, and I love my PS4. I'm just like, wondering out loud. My PS4 is my console of choice, but like mm-hmm. thinking back from then to now, like PC gaming's come come on a lot stronger, mm-hmm. and you know Nintendo has come back a lot strong, stronger with its different vision for gaming. Whereas back in the PS2 era, they were still sort of languishing. So I don't think that the PS4 is like the essential must own. Like if you're a gamer, you had to have a PS2. And I don't think the PS4 is quite there. I don't know. I think I, there's a, I think there's a case to be made, though, because it's weird that within this era, 
PlayStation 4 has actually done really well. Like I was an OG Xbox guy, mm. and it was mm. the first time where I even considered being yeah. like main for PlayStation. Yeah. Can't believe that. Like I did Xbox 360, all those multiplayer mm. games, flipped over on you PlayStation 4. You also had Nintendo systems this whole time. Oh, yeah. I mean, so I was you, a Nintendo if guy. If you were going to choose two out of three, you're always Xbox and Nintendo. Yeah. It's like a common combination. And that's fair, but it's weird. I mean, I think if you look at what your PlayStation 4 does, it's it's a really good system. And who knows how long they'll take it after production. Like, do you think they'll like kill it right off the bat, like when PlayStation 5 comes mm. out? Because that's no. always a question, too, right? No, nobody mentioned the PS3 yet. Well, I was going to say. Was gonna, yeah. That's yeah. what I was going to say. <laughs> I definitely like the PS4 a lot more than PS3. Yes, yeah. absolutely. And I think the PS Classic is sort of reminding us that that uh, console maybe isn't yeah. as great as yeah. the PS1. As our memories, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so I guess it's but between also just four like and historically two. important, just yeah. sure. and beloved and nostalgic. Right. But like, it's tough to play those games now. Yeah, just yeah. those games don't hold up as well. Yeah, PS3. Yeah, I mean, I mean the 361. I guess I don't know actually if it won on a console sales. But they standpoint. were tied like yeah. right near the end. Like PlayStation 3 actually made a comeback. It was like very difficult yeah. to develop oh, for. But there's no denying the that process. the PS3 was like a little bit on a little bit shakier ground than yeah. the PS2, which was just the absolute dominant game console, no matter yeah. how you look at it. And then Sony gave up some of that ground and then won it back this generation. Remember how the yeah. 360 just couldn't sell in Japan? Yeah, yeah. Like, oh, yeah. I mean, we none. Loved it. I don't and think it's summer of arcade and all these great games. I know. Like, just you would see the sales there and be like yeah. 500. I don't yeah. think it's really changed with the Xbox, no, the Xbox One. One's no. the same. It's changed, but like not for you know, drastically. But that that pumps up the Sony numbers so much, right? They're yeah. a worldwide mm-hmm. accepted, you know, game a console that sells a lot in Japan, and Europe, and here. Yeah, and the exclusives. I mean, that's when they kind of like PlayStation Three exclusives are major. And it, maybe and Microsoft should yeah, buy Nintendo. Sure. Maybe or Apple or vice versa. Maybe, maybe yeah. Microsoft should buy Sony. Mm-hmm. Ooh, that solve a lot of their problems. I don't know. <laughs> Uh, it wouldn't be good for us if that happened. No. no that's not true. All right, moving on uh, to some sad news. Last, uh, last week, late last week, we found out that Prima Games is shutting down. Um, <clears throat> producer of the, like, the leading producer of strategy guides, if not the only producer of physical <laughs> strategy guides. Mm-hmm. Uh, Remaining today, yeah, they ate up some of the others. Uh, they're still Brady uh, Games. I think they merged with Brady Games. Yeah, and and they kept the Prima name. And then there, there was also um, there's still a company called Piggyback, which is publishing. Piggyback is doing strategy guides. Mm-hmm. They yeah. did uh, Red Dead Redemption, for instance. Whoa, that's they do like really wow. high quality. Like they're almost like more collectors-y strategy yeah. guides typically. Right? That's what I wonder if like yeah. there's going to be more of an opportunity for that sort of thing now. I mean, that's been the strategy guide thing for sort of a long while now, right? Whereas it's like half strategy guide, not half, but like it's 75% strategy guide then like but it's also like a beautiful coffee table like art exactly, book almost. Yeah. 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 The Zelda ones like that. Like Nintendo worked yep, with their exactly. you know, some publisher to do a really nice Zelda. But not Prima. I don't think it was I remember they had that Dark Horse deal and then I just can't remember who did the Zelda one. Yeah. I have it on my desk. Apologies if it's Prima. Uh I'm not knocking them. Well, as part of the news, they'll shut down <clears throat> in the first half of next year. They're not going to commission any new strategy guides and discontinue all printing by spring 2019. Mm-hmm. It's super sad. I agree it's yeah. sad, but then also, like, I don't think I ever bought a strategy guide myself. But ever? Just, I don't think so. Really? Yeah. What are you, what? Well, in the like, last, like, I'm 20 the same, years? I'm no, the same I don't way. Think so. We learned, with the no. Prima news, that's where we learned that there's, like, this divide between, like, some gamers like, had a shelf full of strategy guides oh, yeah. and some I gamers didn't. didn't. And I, full, but. Well, but I mean, like, it was just a more common part of, like, gaming culture in some households where, like, I, n- I never owned one. Yeah, you I never got them through Nintendo Power? I didn't, well, that's, I was a Sega kid. I said I didn't buy one. Oh, gotcha. I got a couple free from Nintendo Power 30 years ago. Damon, someone yeah. was paying that subscription. Yeah, like my parents, yeah. <laughs> like, I've never, like, bought, I've never so bought Mar- a strategy you have Mario guide. 3 and Final Fantasy, yeah. Ninja Gaiden 2. <clears throat> I don't think I have that one. That one's really funny. Oh, it's good. Who would need a strategy? <laughs> it just seems, like, excessive to do a full magazine spread for... You need to well, see the mapped out level. Well, yeah, I just wonder how yeah, they do it now. I mean, yeah, I think I remember just having the folded page of, yeah, the yeah. Zelda 1 NES map with mm-hmm. all the little secrets. That was an issue it. one of Nintendo so Power. So good. And um, yeah, it's weird now looking back that, I mean, but again, with games being as a service now and everything else, it's definitely harder. I don't even know how they do that with updates and everything. All you can like think that. about is Destiny. I didn't want to say it out loud, Sam. <laughs> well, but it's I'm like, not allowed to talk I, about Breath of the Wild. <laughs> no, no, So listen. I know you're not allowed to talk about Destiny. <laughs> That's fair. I think, you, you, I were, you, you reacted strongly when. They said that they didn't have strategy guides. You bought them all. It, well, I like to buy some for the games that I was into where I went back and played them a lot. Yeah, so Link to the Past, all that stuff. I can't imagine you know, that doing that good. without it. And even a lot of the fighting games early on, like Mortal yep. Kombat and like Street Fighter 2. Yeah, like knowing all the codes and needing to go there to like learn them all like at an arcade cabinet. Like I spent a good majority of my life there. At, at no the- kidding. I, my, uh, I used um, the university you know, equivalent of the internet 
1993, uh, where my parents uh, worked uh, to get Mortal Kombat 2 codes. Yeah. Yep. For, for what? Fatalities. For like Super Nintendo or? No. For, for the, the arcade. arcade. For the okay. arcade? Yeah. yeah. Fatalities. I would print out the fatalities, combo moves. You take them to the arcade? Yeah. Yeah. So that's how I avoided this, yeah. you know, whatever. Just tape them up. The 499 <laughs> strategy guide. Yeah. Already the oh, internet was man. ruining yeah. that industry. So from that <laughs> moment, you're the problem. When little Sammy Claiborne started downloading codes from, you know, yep. Arizona State University's ARPANET jo- equivalent <laughs> on Joe's Cheat Shack. Yeah. They knew they were in trouble. <laughs> yeah. That was it. It's a Geo City, and then it was all. It was like it's like half of them weren't real. <laughs> like you yeah. just never. There's a lot of fakes out there, but, but man, it, when they're real, we just experienced this this week when we got the codes for Game Shark. Yep. Uh, oh and, right. Uh, we spent yeah. all day long trying to get that to work. We did not, we did not spend a work. <laughs> we we're day working professionals. It kind of. There work. was a lunch period that was spent, but we had to find Game Shark codes for yeah. a thing, and it, it worked. I mean, that, the, some didn't. Sorry, the Prima News is like, you know, sad, right? Like this yeah. company that's made guides that are part of people's lives forever is gone. But like sort of an aspect of it that's sad that I hadn't really thought about until the news came out and the tweets started pouring in dozens and dozens of people that, you know, you read and like and respect that work in this industry used to get paid by Prima Games to do game guide content, including right. me. Hmm. Before I worked at IGN, I was working with, you know, Prima doing doing some freelance work for them. Not actually guide writing, but just, you know, other work. And they've touched the lives and, you know, helped the livelihoods of, of dozens of well-known, beloved people as they were sort of coming up. Hmm. And so... That's a bummer. Right? Yeah, <laughs> like yeah. that's that's super sad. Whenever you see somebody like that just not exist anymore. Well, Sam, you were hired at IGN to write guides, and you still yeah, oversee our guides team. Mm-hmm. Like, do you feel like you contributed to? Yeah. Prima so games I demise. I mean, I think the internet hurts publishing, like right. period. And uh, I just want to say that there's a there's been some. I've actually seen some negative response. Like, you know, if it wasn't for these big guide sites like IGN, then you know that would. Premiums will be here. Well, let me just point out that I have 25 freelancers, uh, four in-house writers, myself, and a bunch of people that contribute, actual people writing really good strategy guides mm-hmm. that you all can use for free at all at all times. And I'm really proud of that. So I'm not going to like say, like, you know, I'm sad that Prima's gone because of IGN guides are going to do well. Like, I would never say that. But, like, we're really proud of our guides here. Sure. Yeah. And we're doing it for our own reasons, and we're really happy we can provide a free service. Like, that's a, that's amazing. Well, we also – there's a lot of scummy, bad, cheat websites out there where you click on the domain and you don't know what you're going to get blasted yeah. with and what you're going to see. Go through and, a bunch of pages. Yeah, exactly. And I'm not going to say that, like, you know, IGN's ads aren't sometimes even annoying to me. But, like, as a business, like, you know, we have standards that we uphold that I, I'm really proud of our guides and use them and will continue to use them you know for decades like yeah our goal is to make them searchable so you can find them easily <clears throat> yeah. uh, fast so you can get what you need and then easy to bounce out of we don't want to make these like clicky rabbit holes or anything like that so just just so you know we're working really hard on really good guides here and it's just that's just what we do we love doing it well maybe you could help me out then because some of the reason why i transitioned from that state is uh, ninja gaiden one for og xbox who actually did that guide way back when <laughs> That's a good question. Yeah. So that, that was, was probably, probably before Sam's time. So. It was before me, uh, yeah. but uh, it could have been Mark Ryan who hired me here because he was running the team yeah. uh, during that. Or season. David Clement. Was he on uh, Guides? Yeah, and it's kind of like a fighting Because that one was amazing. Like There was these things called scarabs that you needed mm-hmm. to collect. There was yeah, like, a bunch of different weapons to get. And honestly, like it was the main reason. It was probably, I mean, I came to IGN early before that, but that was like 2004. That's the thing that got me coming back every time that there was a game where I was like, oh, I needed to actually know like what I'm doing. And, and the guides are amazing. That stuff, I think sometimes people think it's very commoditized. Like the cheats are just, you know, out there. Those cheats just exist, but they have to be found. The secrets and collectibles have to be found. They have to put on a map. And there's no shortcut. Like a human being has to find that and do yeah. that work. Like mm-hmm. the amount of hours that are spent into making like a Red Dead guide are uncountable. Like, sure. And yeah. You, and you mentioned it's Destiny before I did. You mentioned Destiny before I did the calcified fragments thing in Taken King. That yeah. was one of the most, you yeah, know, viewed. I, I use that tons for that, even yeah. when, uh, you know, it's getting ready well, to so work here. Sam, do you, <clears throat> do you have any insight into how this would work? A publisher, would a publisher give Prima Games an early copy of its game? So that yeah. publishers so or Prima's they, writers could yeah. play through it and write the whole guide and have, have a writer it ready for embedded with the dev. Team yeah, it used to be like an embedded reporter, and I think it's changed a little bit since you can share builds on a debug kit now, and that's just different than what it was 20 years ago. But that would be the idea. Yeah. And then of course they paid for exclusive relationships. Right. So that was that was a situation. Mm-hmm. It wasn't that you know you would just ob- be obligated to put your guide writer in with a staff. You would you know work out a business relationship, and there would be a publishing you know 
know, situation for where both parties would make money. So like that was that's why you can say official strategy guide. Now the unofficial guides, mm. those come out after the fact mm. because people are getting the games and then playing them and putting out an unofficial version. But the official ones means that, you know, they, it was beneficial to both parties. So yeah. you gotta think of that about that and like, you know, that's a that's a it's just it's, there's a lot of money tied up in publishing, right? Mm. You have to yeah. print, send out and then you also have to work out these relationships for your business. Yeah. You can't. You're not just a, a writer that's taking screenshots. You yeah. split the money with Nintendo for each guide sold. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. You know, so if you or think you about that, that adds cost. up, and yeah. that's why that business is, you know, probably struggling compared to, you know, there, and magazines, for instance, compared to like the book industry is still fine. Mm. You know, there's still authors publishing lots of books and everything. It's just there's certain industries that I think became expensive versus the internet. Yeah, weird. strategy guides are also CJ. You touched on this earlier, but if you look at the most popular games on Earth, none of them are appropriate to a physical print strategy guide. Yeah, like, right. Fort, yeah. like Fortnite, Fortnite yeah. PUBG, printed Dota. Guide. How do you Fortnite. do it? Warframe, League, Warframe, go, League of Legends. If you look at the like magazine rack at mm-hmm. your grocery store. There is a magazine there for Fortnite. Yeah, that's yeah, sure. yeah, but they're not like the game is out. Here's your five yeah. right. page guide. Yeah. Like. Well, there's just day one updates and all stuff. Like even just looking at your shirt, I realize it's the old school uh, Zelda. But like think about Link to the Past and all that stuff. How would you have actually? It's amazing to me that those games still got released and were amazing. Like the quality <laughs> control in those would have been with just, no bugs not, and yeah, no. with no bugs or anything like that. Like how often do games release and there's like a day one patch? Like oh, this quest line. Well, that was too difficult, so we changed it. We yeah. see that in print what? guides now that they. Have have outdated information based yep. on early builds. That's and crazy. Sometimes they make disclaimers in that, and yeah. it's not their fault. Like, there's just no, no absolutely. way to go about that. That's what I mean. Yeah. Well, we, I mean, and I love Assassin's Creed Odyssey, but parts of that game, you know, were broken, and Ubisoft has now fixed them. They released a big patch, and hey, we fixed a bunch of stuff. But before, when that game was on a cart, and that console was a closed yeah. box, and there was no way, like, how stressful know, and man. horrible is it? To ship a game yeah. and then, oops! Like there's a game-breaking bug in our finished game that can never be fixed. Yeah. Battletoads, Clinger Winger stage. You yeah. cannot do that with two players. Yeah. The other controller just doesn't work. <laughs> so the guy gets there and you're like, "Hey, man, let's do this." Man, I can't move. We should get to that. Yeah, there was a <laughs> what was it? I think it was Twilight Princess has a. You can get yourself. You can get locked in a dungeon if you spend your keys the wrong way and you can't mm. get out. Oof. Oof. The very first iteration of Ocarina uh, of Time, which is has its anniversary next week, so we've been talking about it and playing a lot. Uh, you can get the fishing pole from the fisherman, mm-hmm. and you can like try to leave with it. And I think it's a game crash, and uh, you can't really come back from that. And so that's why the first iteration of that cartridge came out. And there's three iterations of that cartridge. That's so rare for Nintendo yeah. Yeah. to have issued yep. three different codes. Uh, you know, sets for that. It's, just, it's crazy to think about a cartridge getting made three different ways. That's expensive. Yep. Well, with uh, the loss of Prima Games, I guess there's still an opportunity for publishers to create uh, guides to go along with their collector's editions. Mm. Like if there's, like if there's any sort of yeah. demand, like that would be a good pack-in for the collector's edition. Yeah. The difference is now there isn't uh, a business set up like Prima where that's exactly what they do, that they can farm that out to. They have to find someone to write that whole guide right and then they have to have it published themselves i guess yeah, yeah. we'll do that for you yeah. uh, there's a uh, there's these boutique guides that are out now for games yeah. like earthbound and animal crossing and stuff right. and they're so cool they're like they hand drawn yeah. art yeah. and they're you know obviously they're not for games that are like popular and out right now but they're, they're the opposite of that they're for games that you might love and somebody explored this game in this really neat way and you just want to own that you know it's yeah. like this big explosion of that game that you really love and that is the reason that I know many people get into guide writing mm. is that they love a game so much that they want to explore it every corner of it. They want to make, uh, you know, just just really break the game into its components and they still enjoy that. And then that's why they write walkthroughs and send them to IGN and GameFAQs. And that's why they contribute to wikis and do all this stuff. It's like, it's about the kind of the love of the game that like spills over into what am I going to do about it? Well, I'm going to make something with it. I think that's really cool. That's I should cool. write a super monkey ball walkthrough. You could do it now, and you could do, you could do little <laughs> cartoons for it. Do it. Uh, quick history lesson. Prima Games was founded in 1990, mm-hmm. and there was an initial uh, uh, a run of five guides that they printed. These are their five guides that they started with. Nintendo Game Secrets, Sega Genesis Game Secrets, TurboGrafx Game Secrets, <laughs> oh. Game Boy Game Secrets, and the official Lucasfilm Games Air Combat Strategies book. Wow. That's really cool. <laughs> if All you right. have any of those guides, I would really like them. Please get in touch. That's cool. So not Lucas... 
arts even mm-hmm. because film it's games films, right air combat strategy at some point probably around that year someone figured out that Lucasfilm games is just <laughs> the worst <laughs> name for a company exactly. some guy stuck yep. a big cigar in his mouth and is like <laughs> Lucas Arts and then walked out Check in with the listeners. Hey. listeners. Listeners, remember you can always reach us at the email address, gamescoop at IGN.com, just like Anton did. Anton. Anton says, love the show. Belated congratulations on 500 episodes. Thanks. As the year comes to a close and you start thinking about Game of the Year nominees, do you consider accessibility to the game for the gaming community in your decision? Last year's Breath of the Wild won Game of the Year, and it's a console exclusive. Mm. This year's contenders include Red Dead Redemption 2, God of War, Undertale, AC Odyssey, and Spider-Man. Some of these are console exclusives or aren't available for PC yet. Undertale. Shit, yeah, I don't know why. Yeah, Undertale didn't come out this year. It came out on Switch and PS4 this year. Should the Game of the Year also be available to the most amount of gamers? Short answer, no. That's not not part of our consideration. It is. We try really, really hard to make sure the staff gets access. Well, sure, but that's a different... So, but just to be like, that's a super real, it's more of a concern around E3. We're under a lot of time pressure. Like our game of E3 award often ends up being a mix of the game that the most people got a chance to sort of experience and the highest quality game of the year. We try really, really hard when we understand what our game of the year nominees are to make sure that everyone gets time and exposure to all the nominees. Yeah. But no, not But we're not thinking, well, this game is an exclusive and this one isn't. So the the cross-platform game has a higher priority. Like, no. Yeah. You know, there are, th- I think about like using human psychology, you could totally have a better chance of getting a game of the year nomination if you put out your game in the summer and mm-hmm. get pressed like a bunch of copies. Because yeah. so many more people play it and have memories with it. I don't know, like you shouldn't game the system that way, but and, and nobody does. Yeah. But like it's possible. The, you know? the, that's the. I mean, that's the real truth. Is like, does game of the year always go to the absolute best game released that year? Like we do our best to play and have champions for everything. Like, I'm gonna give you an example. I haven't played a Thronebreaker yet. I'm going to because I love card games and love Witcher. So like, you know, I'm gonna find a free weekend and dive into yeah. it. But like maybe that is absolutely the best game out this year. But like haven't like has Tom shouted about it and convinced enough people to sort of try it yet? And I and I'm Tom pulling up. that example out of my hat. Like you could find some other game that like you know maybe just we haven't gotten you know in the hands of dozens of people yet to really realize how amazing it is. I you know when I ran Game of the Year that used to keep me up at night. Oh. The root of that is that it's it's a it's a vote and we yeah. do it democratically and. Obviously, that weights it towards things that people have played more. You know, mm-hmm. there's nothing like secretive or corrupt about that. That's like, if the more people play a game, that's always happens with racing, yeah. right? Everybody plays Mario Kart, yeah. so we have mm-hmm. to be really careful about choosing a racing game like, democratically. Yeah. But fighting know? games is another good and category. We make people play yeah. a bunch of games or, or have a you know but our a smaller attempt, group or something. We do make a deliberate yeah, effort to ameliorate that by having a large gap period from the time our nominees are announced and our winners are announced, and the staff has a responsibility, and we go out of our way to spend that time familiarizing ourselves with the games that like yep. you know we're worried are maybe going to get a little shortchanged due to a lack of access. Mm-hmm. Yeah, one thing. I can tell you is we, we take it so seriously yeah and the sure. discussions everybody has with each other are heated but respectful and we just want we want to make our list like super we want to be we ha- are proud of our list we want to be yeah we've already had multiple meetings about <laughs> game of the year and we haven't even gotten our na- nominations squared so away we yep. yet which is what's cool because i was in that meeting yesterday and i've only been here how long have each of you been here collectively like over 10 years Forever. right yeah so Seven. we won't say but um i've only been here for two or three and just being in that meeting i love it because to have the opinions be flying back and forth and then to actually see sometimes what gets in there or what people may or may not have known leading up to the you know the end of the year it's kind of like you have to do this and that's cool to actually see all those mm-hmm. games kind of come to the forefront there um to Anton's point, uh, we get one thing I hear a lot that I don't necessarily agree with, but it comes up year after year, is that uh, we should give more consideration to console exclusives on the console lists. Hmm. Like when the Xbox One Game of the Year list is full of multi-platform games, mm-hmm. and that's just philosophically, that's just not how IGN chooses to think about it. Like mm-hmm. if the game appeared on that platform, it's eligible to win on that platform, and we don't weight it more, or give it any special or less consideration if it's an exclusive or a non-exclusive on that platform. Mm-hmm. And so sometimes I concede that it looks a little bit silly when best Xbox game is you know, Assassin's Creed or Call of Duty or whatever, instead of like, you know, Halo or whatever people associate, whatever people associate with that platform. And so that one, um, 
I, I, I don't, I don't actually even think that we're doing the wrong thing there. I should make a change there, but that's a criticism that I at least understand. Mm. Um, the whole point of this is, is, well, one of the points, it's actually multifold, but the important one for you listening is that you should be able to take $60 and mm-hmm. say, what should I spend this on? I want to play something fun. And like that, that's the only way to answer that question properly. Because if we did say, you know, in, in a year where there's not any good exclusives, if we had to choose an exclusive or weighted over other stuff, then we're not telling you to play this great cross-platform game that you can play. Yep. It's the best game that's available on that platform yeah. for the platform awards. My personal game of the year remains God of War, as of as of this moment. Agreed, CJ. You're on. You're in the yeah. same boat. Absolutely, the same rowboat with. There you go with my boy. Yeah, only one boy. Uh, uh, it's it's a great game. I mean, that's weird. You mentioned about like you know, is there an advantage of games coming out in a certain month? And to me, it's like was that released in like March, April, April? April? I think yeah. I mean, that's a long ways away, and I'm surprised that I still feel like that because I expected something else. I haven't got a chance to play. Like, it nothing else came out after yeah. that until, no, until like, like September. No, but that's it what was I mean. True, though. It was you got true. A lot of time to ruminate. There's, there's a lot of like space there, yeah. but it's weird because now even still, like I know there's obviously Red Dead Two and a bunch of other games mm-hmm. which I haven't had a chance to deep dive into, but I still feel like when I get a chance to that God of War is going to be game of the year for me. Yeah. yeah, there is a real art to releasing your game at the right time. And some of it's just, you know, you're going to get like, is it a guess? Like when people picked February 23rd, 2019, no one thought like when all those publishers picked that date, they didn't know it was going to end up being a horrible day. Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah. Um, so some of it's a guess and you get lucky or you don't. So Justin and Sam, what are your picks as of this moment? <laughs> I don't have one. Don't have one. Really? Mm-hmm. Minus. So min- if we were voting today, you just would abstain? No, I just I I don't know what I would just choose. Have, I need to yet. play more of Red Dead mm. and Assassin's Creed, and mm. I like those games a lot. I'm, I like those games a lot too. I'm very impressed with Red Dead. I'm not impressed enough with it for it to be in my mm. personal game. Like overtake, of the year hunt. yeah, yep. other stuff. Yeah. Um, I am liking Tetris Effect much more than yeah. I expected. Yeah, that's yeah. one that I'm people super are, interested. in. What I have to, Sam, you were bringing this up in the meeting yesterday. Is we have to try to protect ourselves against sort of a recency bias. Mm. Sometimes it's right. like the game that like like Tetris Effect just came out, so we're all talking about it. Yeah. But I'm I'm really trying to cast myself in the headspace of like if that game was six months old. Would I still be like, would it still be so top of mind for me and feel so impressive to me? And I think so. But, you know, I'm human, so I'm kind of doing my best to adjust for that bias. We, we were talking about that when Spider-Man came out. Yep. And, like, thinking, right. like, hey, like, what is, what is this game going to feel like not only three months from now, but six months from now? And then what about three years? Like, is this yeah. going to be the first of a series that gets so much better so quickly that you're like, well, you don't need to play the first one. Just no. play the most recent one, you know? I think it's the reason why I forgot a war. Yeah, I, I keep thinking if you look at it had to fight the stigma of games before it. It had to also come out. There was no microtransactions really or anything like that. If I, if I think about games that I've been drawn into, an experience that I haven't been pulled out of. I can't remember the last time I felt that way about a game. God of Wars, yeah, yeah. pretty awesome. All right, moving on. This is Sam from Missouri. Says, long time, first time. I'm a busy college student who doesn't have time for many games. That being said, winter break is a great time to pick up something new and play as much as possible. Mm. So I'm stuck between two big action RPGs, Assassin's Creed Odyssey or The Witcher 3. Ooh. I haven't played an AC game since Black Flag, which I loved, but I've heard Odyssey is just an inferior version of The Witcher 3. What should I buy? It's fun to hear those games compared. <laughs> uh, you like both of those games. Yeah. Do you agree that Assassin's Creed Odyssey is an inferior version of The Witcher 3? Uh, yes. Okay, okay. <laughs> but if, if it's only by like a sliver... Yeah. I mean, but it's also like... I don't really... Assassin's Creed Odyssey is much more of the moment today than Witcher 3 is, yeah. which is several years old now. It's so going to look know. better on your system... Depending on what you have. Well, yeah. I think I concede that this is an unpopular opinion. I'm only speaking for myself here. I was more taken with and drawn to Assassin's Creed Odyssey than mm-hmm. The Witcher. I thought Geralt and his horse Roach were both sort of awkward to control. I thought the combat was sort of the same thing over and over and over again. Yeah. Um, and I, 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 you know, I like The Witcher a lot, but for me that's like an eight. Whereas like Assassin's Creed Odyssey is so amazing and I love Cassandra so much and I love the cultist system mm-hmm. and I love the way all the game systems sort of pile on top of each other and intermix with each other. Yeah. And so I like Odyssey more. Yeah, Odyssey's probably my second favorite game of the year yeah. as of right now. My pitch for The Witcher is that if you don't want to do all of the questing, and I've said this before, you can just go hunt monsters. Yep. And the monsters look really cool, and they're scary and fun, and it's just so cool to figure out how to beat them. And you you want to mm-hmm. level up so you can explore and find more just big monsters. And it's not like technical and monster huntery. It's just like fun and Zelda-y. The monster hunts are game. very excellent in that game. Yeah, and then I also like the characters, I think... Uh, 
Uh, I like there's like a family dynamic thing, which I won't go into too much. But Siri is uh, is another Witcher in the game. That's your kind of adopted daughter, and the game really follows her plot line. And I'm reading the books right now, and as I've said, they're very rocky um, quality wise. But she's cool, and she's a really fun character to follow in that in that game. And I and I like that about it a lot. CJ, you want to weigh in on this? I'm, or? I'm a little bit in a weird spot because I've played both of them but not beaten them. So I, I'm terrible for getting into these games and not being able to finish them because I always get overwhelmed with other games I end I up getting into. I think that's most people. It's weird because, I mean, both those games I know are amazing. And, I mean, yeah, Assassin's Creed Odyssey I got a chance to dive into. I do I do love, you know, the naval stuff and mm-hmm. even the exploring. And, yeah, the fact that you can go both, char- you know, pick a character that you want. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if I'm going to get a chance to beat that again with Red Dead being out now. So it's like... I don't know. I always get backlogged, and it's terrible. Because I'll be going back to Assassin's Creed. I really yeah, a lot of people I know really, really love it. Yeah. So. so what what we're saying is Breath of the Wild and Destiny. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> and Tetris. And now God of War. It's, dead. it's just uh, a joke. <laughs> I didn't bring up Breath of the Wild to antagonize you. Well, uh, speaking no, of we can't talk about it. Breath of the Wild, <laughs> oh. this is Tom in Iowa. Oh, hey, Tom. <laughs> says, I'm a recent Switch adopter as my time for PS- PS4 gaming is limited. So far, I've played through Mario Odyssey. Dead Cells, Mario Kart, and Mario Plus Rabbids. Mm. So no, mm. no Breath of the Wild on there. Ooh. With the holiday season on the horizon, what games do you think should go on the gift list? No Pokemon. I can st- <laughs> That's so funny. Yeah, he says no Pokemon. Okay. He says I have Zelda and Smash on my radar. Yeah. What? It's just weird because it's like, yeah, you don't have Zelda. I, no I feel like anyone who say you get a Switch, what's the one game you should get? Breath of the Wild. It's Breath of the Wild. Yeah. Mm. But he, has but he says in all caps, no Pokemon. No Pokemon, <laughs> which, no. That's fair. I understand. Yep. Funny. Well, so obviously we would recommend Breath of the Wild. <laughs> it's the premier game on the console. Yeah, uh, one of the absolute landmark games for our industry, probably of all time. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Right. Enough said. <laughs> Some others. <laughs> <laughs> I got a couple. I got. I got one. Okay, what's yours? And I mean, I'm, you, maybe I'll steal this from you. Yeah. Mega Man Eleven. Oh, you're, I was going to say Mega Man Legacy Collection. That too. But mm-hmm. sure. Yeah, Mega Man 11. I mean, it's funny. Sam and I had this conversation. It's like when you looked at kind of the history of Mario and how how great those games got, even when you look at like Mario 3 versus Mario World and all that stuff, Mega Man 11 is a good game. I wish it would have done maybe something a little bit more than the standard, these are the bosses, take them out. Yeah. yeah we were saying, and I said this in my review, it's not the jump yeah. that a new Zelda is compared to the original Zelda yeah. or the new Marios are compared to the original Mario. It's still like a basically a 16-bit It's the same thing. Mega Man. And it's weird because I was thinking about that. It's like, what else would you want them to do? And a part of me was thinking, wouldn't it be cool if we went all the way back in Mega Man 11 and played some levels from Mega Man like 1, 2, or mm-hmm. 3 that were almost remastered and you had those same robots? I agree. Masters. I think a Mega Man remix, yeah. like NES yeah. remix Ooh. style, would be cool. Where, what happened to NES and, remix? Nintendo. Oh, yeah. <laughs> those games are so good. They were really Really good, yeah. Wait, did the they never did SNES remix? No, yeah. no. We all assumed I was the happiest yeah. man. I'm like, oh, there's gonna be a new thing <laughs> Nintendo does. They did two NES remixes. Yeah, they did so good. Yeah. What yeah. if they did another NES classic, but it had remix stuff in it? Right, that would be cool. <laughs> Why don't yeah, we run Nintendo? Cool. <laughs> so Mega Man well, 11, though, for sure. Uh, Let's grab cool. that. Tom in Iowa has played Dead Cells, so I assume he's open to like retro style games. I would recommend Bloodstained: Curse of the Moon. <clears throat> I would recommend. I played a lot of Hollow Knight on mm. my Switch. Yes. It's on other platforms, but yep. Switch is you know a really With wonderful way to play. Dead Cells, it. Yeah. Hollow Knight. There's a third that makes the trifecta. It's the Ninja Gaiden one where there's a the messenger. The messenger. Oh yes, yeah. I haven't played that yet. Um, Messenger is amazing, good. though. Messenger is good. Yeah. I would, you know, he just didn't mention. Uh, I think Splatoon two should be in the mix. There mm. is just an interesting Switch only experience. Yeah. If it, you know, if you're not familiar with it, look it up. See if it's your kind of thing. And two games they got tens that are not Breath of the Wild are Undertale and Celeste. Mm-hmm. And then you Both know, got tens. Uh, he mentioned that Smash is on his ra- radar, but that's uh, you know, that's the premier Switch game of the year for sure. This so yeah. yeah. Um, and I think it's probably gonna have a pretty decent. Uh, you know, single player experience to sort of wind your way through and then play with buds when you get back to, you say he's a college student, right? Yeah, he's a college student. Yeah, when you get back to college, that'll be a good game to have in your library. Yep, for sure. Mark of the Ninja, stealthy yeah. ninja game. We gave that a really high score originally. Yep. Damn, it's still right? good. I didn't review that. Uh, uh, Ryan McCaffrey did. Mm. Into the Breach, uh, roguelike turn-based strategy game, which I love, didn't resonate with Justin in all, you know, to represent the full spectrum of opinions here. Yeah. But it's one of my favorite games of the year. That's probably a 10 out of 10 Damey game for me. Nice. But didn't 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 really uh, sit well with Justin. Yeah, Dan, our reviews editor, uh, says that's the game he goes back to play the most. Yeah. I that's cool. Put Good a lot of, many, many hours into that game this year. Inside is available on Switch. Follow-up to Limbo. Ultra Spooky. Uh, 
2D platformer with lots of really, really cool ideas and surprises. All the SteamWorlds are on Switch. Oh, man, SteamWorld Steam Dig 2. Dig, Dig 1 and 2 and Heist are all on Switch. Just play SteamWorld Dig 2. They're all good. They're all good. <laughs> Diablo 3 is now on Switch. Right. It's very good. I, I'm just trying, like, there's just lots to recommend yeah, on Switch. lots of good stuff. Darkest Dungeon, Octopath Traveler, and Captain Toad. Did... Did Kirby on Switch come out this year? Mm-hmm. Was that a 2018 it's game? Just, oh, I don't know if it came out. Eh. Well, I mean, what I mean, did that game came out though? Yeah, it's like a Smash Brothers esque version of Kirby, where you're playing four at a time, and you can kind of like compete what? to do puzzles and stuff. Wow, it's all right. How it's many? just so bizarre. Like that's you know, not that he's up there with Mario and Zelda, but like a Kirby game came out this year. Like it came out, no one talked <laughs> about it, no one yeah. cared. Yeah. Now it's in the rearview mirror. NBC mm-hmm. cared. Yeah, <laughs> how We're, many old school games are coming as well too? Isn't there a list of like games that are supposed to be coming? Like actual, for, yeah, like games? NES games that are going to get like online versions, uh, wh- like, like Mighty like Bomb Jack. Mighty Bomb Jack <laughs> is on there now with yeah. Twin B and I think a, Ice Hockey was it's it? not a great list. Oh, no, it's, Solomon's Key is Bloom, on there now. Yeah. Balloon Fight. It could Urban be Champion came out this week. Urban Ooh. Champion. Okay. Oh man, I love. Urban <laughs> I Champion. do too, dude. It's, it's so good. It's such a turd. It's, <laughs> it's so the funny music and is bad. Awesome. I I know. Music's really good. It's no, really it's just good. like don't pay money for this game. That's a Nintendo <laughs> published game. If they didn't is develop it? it, they published it at least on the they NES. They absolutely developed. Okay, it. they they developed. Yeah. It. yeah, it's a black box game. It's like the it's first round though. of the Nintendo games. It's just it's a total garbage game. Beat them up, and I love it. I in my mind, I think of it like Renegade. Which was the precursor screen? to Double yeah, Dragon. It's one screen, and they move left and right. But River City Ransom, I Watch think, is on there pops. as well, too. And that's yeah. And really Super good. Dodgeball, which I really like. Yes. Ooh, same characters, and it's a little choppy. That's River City Ransom. Windjammers on yeah. the Switch? Windjammers um, would not be part of that service. No, 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 but obviously but unrelated to that. You got me at least announced for it if it hasn't come out yet. Put Windjammers on the Switch. That one's really good. Yeah. Uh, all right, this is Christian from London, UK. Last week, you were listing games that have police representation. Yep. We listed a bunch of our favorite police-based games. CJ, what's your favorite police-based game? Narc. We talked about <laughs> No Narc. question. No question. I- I'm Canadian, so I was thinking of Mounties, and I was like, <laughs> not yet represented that I can yeah. think of in history. But Narc, for sure. I mean, even just thinking about playing it in the arcade a lot. Uh, it- it's quite, honestly, now that I think about it, it's a very R-rated type game oh, for what so, I was crazy. playing at my age at the time. So, the, but, uh, huh. The narcs you play as, they're like, all right, there's a slum and there's a bunch of yeah. junkies there. Yeah. We're going to roll up <laughs> in our convertible, <laughs> jump out of it, and just mow them all <laughs> yeah, down with dual-wielding machine guns. Yeah. That's like, how we're, needles let's go. That's how we're going to clean up the streets. Yeah, and <laughs> everything that you're collecting, aren't you collecting basically like, yeah, you're picking up drugs more or less. Or a drug money. Yeah. Yeah. Or, the money. Yeah, it's like, yeah. Um, but it was amazing game. Are there no, there's no games <laughs> with Mounties exactly. in them? I, I'm trying to think of one, and I don't think like the RCMP are represented in any way um, in any game that I Brent can think of. Brent Stimpy made jokes about yeah, them. Well, so South, maybe Park, it's one of the South Park as well, I think, has done it. But yeah, like, okay. I don't think there's been one that you know painted them maybe as, as in a in a positive in a favorite yeah. of like which they deserve. But I'm not. I'm not I trying appreciate to appreciate that. Sam. Thanks. Well, Christian thinks we left. We missed a big one. He says I have three words for you: Streets of Rage. Mm. Are you a cop in Streets of Rage? <laughs> so well, you're the mayor in Final okay. Fight. Yeah, you're bringing this, right. this Hank, up this way. Okay. I will. I will now recite from the instruction manual <laughs> to Streets of Rage. Oh, this is here. It is. This is the synopsis of Streets of Rage. Turmoil in the streets. Sure. What was once a happy, peaceful, productive city, <laughs> full of life and activity, has fallen into the hands of a secret criminal syndicate. The leader of the syndicate has somehow managed to keep his identity a secret. The organization soon absorbed the city government. Anyone can be had if the price is right. They even have the Metropolitan Police Force in their back pocket. Looting, random violence, and destruction are rampant. No one is safe walking the streets day or night. As the chaos continued at full strength, three young police officers tried no to establish a special attack unit. They were repeatedly refused by their supervisors, Special attack most unit. of whom had either been bought by the organization or were too afraid to make a stand. One day, when they could no longer stand by and watch their city being demolished, they quit the force. Ah. Every 80s movie ever. Adam Hunter, Axel Stone, and Blaze Fielding... Decided to forego their careers in legal law enforcement and put their lives on the line. They are without weapons, but each possesses great hand-to-hand combat abilities. Take them into the heart of the city and battle the most dangerous wave of bad dudes and chicks 
ever assembled. Make the city a place where people no longer have to walk the streets of rage. So, former wow. police officer game, mm-hmm. not actual go. police game. That's a dope-ass idea for That's a video great. game, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So now I have so many questions. Bad dudes. Yeah. Also, it says bad dudes and chicks. Why didn't they do ever yeah. do bad chicks? Yeah, good, I'd play good that point. game. Good but point. What about bad dudes? They just have the phrase. Saving the dangerous president. wave oh, okay. of bad dudes and yeah. chicks. Oh, yeah. yeah. I'd play the gender-swapped bad dudes. <laughs> uh, and then as a little bonus, Sam, I want to point out, in the back of the manual, there's a scorebook. Cool. And there's a place for you to write your name, your score, and then success, circle yes or no. <laughs> Ask your parents for Do what with that? Did you have success in the game? No success. Hmm? Yeah. Why would it? Why, I don't get what that's for. I, if you beat it? Maybe, is that maybe what they're the, saying? Maybe the game says, like, Success or something like that. They knew the internet was coming, and you were eventually going to share it How some many, way like, with somebody. If you're in a house with like 20 Success. other people, like, well, okay, there's like a spot for 15 names here. I, I got another really good police game that I know. I'm wondering if somebody can mention. It's very iconic to that era. Can you think that, of that? era? Yeah. Well, like, yeah, like within that, like dark and yeah, like Brady. exactly. Is it a Genesis game? Uh, it's, we get 20 questions? It's not 20 questions, so I won't take long. <laughs> but no, it was super popular. It's a movie franchise. That hard. I, I was wondering if you guys mentioned it. No? Nope. That is and a it's good been, one. It's that been counts. a game, but that's a good one. Um, it's a movie franchise where there's cops in it, and you play It's got cop. a cop. Ghostbusters. No. Lethal he's the, Weapon. He's the best cop ever because he's... RoboCop. There it Robo-cop. is. RoboCop. <laughs> RoboCop. That's the one. He's that's the best cop ever. Yeah, <laughs> because he's—that's the original tagline for the movie. The poster. He's, he's the, the best, best cop ever, ever. because he's RoboCop. Robo-cop. Yeah. that's uh, you're technically correct, yeah. which is the that's best true. kind of correct. <laughs> that's really funny. <laughs> All right, one more quick question before we get to twenty questions. This is Justin in St. Louis. Okay, got it. Whew. Not Justin in San Francisco. Worried, thought it was me. Grim Fandango Remastered just showed up on the Switch mm. eShop out of nowhere. It is $15. Same game on PlayStation Store is $2.24. Oof. <laughs> Most brick-and-mortar stores have price match guarantees. Do you think we'll ever see something similar in the digital storefronts for video games? Wow. Well, it's on sale on the PlayStation Store, to be fair. And sure. they don't have to run sales at the same time. So sure. Like, let's be clear that it's not just always You don't 13. think it's always? <laughs> no. Two bucks? Um, no, they won't price match because it's not, uh, the, you know, it's the game on a different platform. Right. Yeah. It's, like, it's kind of like the same problem we were talking about with the accessibility... Yeah. It's, it's apples to oranges. Like, yeah. like you won't see Walmart price match the Xbox version of a game if the PS4 version's on sale on Amazon. Yeah, they'll example. price really? match the Xbox. The exact the the, skew. They'll, they'll price match yeah. the exact skew. And they'll have okay. a bunch of different skews for that reason. But it's weird. Half the, these games, I feel if you look for them at the right time, they'll either be free on like PS Plus or like yeah. Xbox One or Game Pass or something <laughs> later on. But it is true. You know, I sort of dodged the point here, which is that some, like the eShop does not have great sales. Like PSN has. Has right, very good yeah. sales, and Xbox occasionally has really great sales. Deals, yeah. yeah. But Nintendo is um, there. There are steep discounts on the eShop too. But just speaking at a high level, it's not the best digital platform for picking up games that are that on the super cheap. We were talking about that on uh, Southern Destiny show that I'm on. It's amazing when uh, Sean it. was mentioning it. How how many times have you bought Nintendo games for a crazy astronomical price, and then you've bought it again yeah. on the next platform that's, and the next platform? That's and what the it next means platform. to be a Nintendo fan. That's exactly Wait. what it is, and very rarely does that I happen just one urban on any other platform. We're just getting a scoop from Andrew Goldfarb, our new sound. We just learned that Sony is not going to E3 2019. What? Have they said why? We're getting more info. They okay. Big long statement about how the industry is evolving. That's okay. crazy. We were thinking breaking about- news on Game Scoop. Anyway, back to Streets of Rage. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> what? I mean, success. They, they didn't have they didn't have a huge lineup Circle, this yeah. year, and it was even odd that they downscaled E3 in this current year. That is the, crazy. What they did at E3 this year? Yeah. yeah. It's interesting to see a first party bow out. The third a party first sort of party had, had their reasons. Bow out of E3. You think Nintendo is just going to be like, ugh, stretch out. <laughs> big <laughs> old booth. Nintendo just does their direct. So yeah, exactly. They're right across they, from each other. They have kind of like, space. Yeah, oh so I goodness. guess that means Sony's not even going to have a booth. We do this year. Because Microsoft took their booth off the show floor. Yeah. Yeah. Well, this is very early, too. And it's like, are they pulling out of just maybe well, the announcement press conference mm-hmm. thing and Microsoft, they're still going to be on the show? Microsoft kept their booth space but dedicated it to Mixer. It was just Xbox okay, yeah. stuff was right. off the show floor. Yeah. 
And when did wow. E3 kind of take a hiatus there? It was a couple years when it It was like it's been like 10 years scale. ago. That was a while ago. I think it was 2007 that they like scaled the, it way down. The Santa and, Monica yeah. year. Yeah, yeah. Were you working here at that point? Yeah, it was a weird, weird year. Lots of walking around Santa Monica. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Taking yeah. shuttles around. That's funny. I got super lost in downtown Santa Monica. It was super spooky. That's Some was going crazy. down. <laughs> well, I guess there's, we'll have to figure out some more details, but uh, that's a... <laughs> Breaking news. That's a scoop, Jim. <laughs> there it is. Yeah. Right but there. The funny, Out of all the things that Andrew <laughs> could come in here and tell us, that wasn't so bad, though. But it's yeah, also like, crazy. by the time people see this episode, that news is going to be two days old. <laughs> but they're going to, they get to enjoy us hearing the news for the yeah. first time. That's yeah. cool. That's crazy. That was a really neat scoop moment. A real what scoop was, gem. What were we talking about? Uh, price matching and how, uh, why it doesn't happen in games. But yeah. I think it's time to move on. Okay. <laughs> Let's just play video game 20 questions now. <laughs> yes. This week's suggestion comes from Zoob M. Zoob M. Let the questioning. No begin. location. Does your character, can you hear with your ears, can you hear your character speak in this game? Mm. Uh, I would think so, but I'll give you that one for free since I'm not 100% sure. Okay. I would, right. I would assume so. What? <laughs> Could this game have been at one of the uh, three major party press conferences at E3? Yes. So the last time I wanted to ask a hat question, I don't know if it's officially been retired. Oh, I, you're welcome. Hey, <laughs> so you're your own man. I, I won't do it. I won't do it. Um, is it a pre-90s era game? No. That sort of contradicts Sam's question. Yeah, I know. I, I apologize. I apologize. Um <laughs> This game uh, is this game developed by a first-party console manufacturer? Uh, in a roundabout way, yes. Z three. Yeah, I apologize. Sam. <laughs> what could that mean? I don't know. <laughs> I don't fried. know what that means. Stage fright, everybody. <laughs> you think it's Daniel's classic? Soft. Yes. Is it? It's not a game. I know, but I was just thinking of what? What is a manufacturing hint here? Maybe it's Star Fox Two. <laughs> That's Never happened. It's a good one. Um, is uh, is this game made in Japan? Developed in Japan? Yes. Is this is this game in? Oh, sorry. Yes, no, that's all good. That's all good. I, I I threw away my last question. In so a roundabout I'm... way, is this game <laughs> primarily associated with Nintendo? Yes. Okay. That's five. All right. Because that's I'm parroting back yeah. in a roundabout way. So it's some game that's in the Nintendo sphere that's not like just a, like it's probably like a Capcom uh, Zelda game or something like that. So you're thinking published by Nintendo. We associate with Nintendo. Yeah. But it could be made by Game Freak. Yeah, or Namco. So Game Freak, yeah, Game let's good. Can we go Pokemon, Pokemon Company. Spon uh, console specific and say, was it for the Wii U? No. Is this game related? Is this a Pokemon game? No. Um, does this game uh, have multiplayer? Mm, yes. Define multiplayer. <laughs> exactly. Um, yes, it does. Run eight questions while I check my note. <laughs> I'm going to let you check the note first, maybe. It, it could be Battalion Wards <laughs> for the GameCube. The answer is yes. It's got multiplayer. Multiplayer. Cool. Confirmed. Well, it's cool. not, not Smash. Right. Probably would not have to check the notes on that one. Not Smash, <laughs> not Super Mario 64. So it's not on Wii U. It's not on Wii U. Not a Pokemon game. It's not a Pokemon game, but it's got multiplayer. Could be Zelda Four Swords. Um, that, he wouldn't have to check his notes. Does right. it have multiple... No, i got to figure out how I want to ask this. Skip for now. Was developed. Oh. It was developed in Japan. Mm -hmm. Is this part of... Uh, does this game have a sequel? That's a good question. This game... <laughs> Does not have a sequel. Oh, okay. So it's like part of a franchise, but it's just this one doesn't have a sequel. Could be Nintendogs. Yeah. <laughs> That'd be a cute one. But Nintendo made that one. Does but it have but I think the way that I take Damon's answer it is, doesn't that, have multiplayer. is that this game is a sequel, but didn't have, like it's part of a franchise, but it was maybe the last one. Yeah, that'd be cool. <laughs> Does the game have animals in it? That's a good one. But we're all, but everyone, are we animals, CJ? Uh, I mean, that's the question. I mean, yeah, it depends on these. Uh... I don't know if this game has animals in it. Okay. <laughs> Ruling out Nintendogs. Uh, <laughs> well, are they animals or are they Nintendogs? Uh, I mean, this is, what's multiplayer? <laughs> yeah. we, need, we don't even have era. I know. We, we know it's not pre, know, we know it's not Wii U, we know it's not pre-90s. Like after 96. Is this game, was this game released after 2010, January 1st, 2010? 
Yes, that's ten. Does that help? Yeah, I mean, it means it's pretty new. It means it means it might be a Switch game or or a portable game. Is this on Switch? No. Dang. So I guess it's a 3DS game. Yeah, probably a 3DS game or a DS game. Mm -hmm. Multiplayer without roundabout make for 3DS. Is it a puzzle game? No. Hmm. Is this a? It could be a mobile game. Mm-hmm. Oh. Yep. Is this on the on the DS family DS or 3DS console? Well, that's not a yes or no question. Is this on the DS or 3DS console? Is it on? I can't help you here, Damon. <laughs> Is this game on either the DS or 3DS? Yes. Oh, okay. No Mario Run, no uh, couple other things yeah. there. And it also eliminates, like, I don't know, a really late GameCube game or something yeah. like that. Hmm. It would have been too Is late. This? Oh, I think I got a good one that might help. Um, <clears throat> yeah? What do you got? Uh, has the game ever been ported to other consoles? No. Does so this it- use mainly touch controls? Ooh, mainly? Could be Hotel Dusk. Yeah, I was thinking Brain Age. But it's not a puzzle game. It's That's not a puzzle too game. early, too. It's, yeah. it's, yeah. I don't know. I, I can't answer that one. I don't know what the, the what all shakes out. Is. Well, I don't know the exact ratio. Better not be Scribble Knots again. I always get Scribble Knots. <laughs> yeah. Not a puzzle game. Yeah, It has multiplayer, but Damon had to look it up. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's it's developed by Nintendo in a roundabout way. Oh, does this have a character that was in Smash Brothers? Yes. Oh, that's so a really. Maybe it's Federation Force. It's fifteen. That was a really good question. Ooh, yeah. Character that was in Smash, but I mean, I guess it, I, in my head, I'm like, oh, that's gonna well, help. I know. Now everybody's in Smash. <laughs> exactly. That's the problem. I was trying to ask that one the last time, and that doesn't narrow it down. No, it's good. I mean, it's good. there's a lot it means of characters it's, it's still. Probably a pretty Nintendo Wii game. And now we can say, is it part of the Mushroom Kingdom? Is it part of Metroid? Is it part of Zelda? Right, yeah, Kid Icarus and some of those other things. There was that Zelda, uh, the bow game was on Wii U, but there was another yeah. spinoff on the 3DS, right? I mean, there's Phantom Hourglass and stuff. I thought there was a like arcadey one like that. Oof. I mean, there was uh, there was Hyrule Warriors. There's Tingles. There's Hyrule Rupert. Warriors. Oh, there was. Yep. But that came out on Switch. It also came out on like. Yeah. Yeah. Never mind. I was excited there for a sec. Yeah. Um. I don't have another. I mean, that the Smash a question Nintendo, messed guys, me like up. Like a, a 3DS game with multiplayer it could be Mario Golf on with the characters in Smash. Like it could be Smash, but it could be like it could be Mario Golf. Is this a Mario Golf? Yeah. Is this a is this a sports game? No. <laughs> I, I would have. I really would have liked the Mario Universe question. Yeah, sorry. I mean, you can still ask it. Not really. Well, what does that leave us on on 3ds though? To be fair, I, I would think it. I think it's something that's weirdly multiplayer, like you were mentioning with Zelda and Metroid. Yeah. Did we? Should we say? Did we mention the game already? Go for it. Did we mention this game already? Yes. <laughs> oh, okay. What do we just mention? It could be. It's probably Metroid Federation. <laughs> Metroid Federation. It was. Yeah. What else did we mention? There's just two or three that. We. There's no way to know. Oh no. <laughs> we, we Rewind the tape, total, Dan. We have Rewind to just burn the tape. The, yeah. Dan, let us know. Uh, it's actually the, the worst question. They haven't been taping any of this. Uh. We're just in there, <laughs> sitting in here. Is this a game that people hated? No. Really. But so it's a, it's that Zelda Force Wars. Thing. Damon, 18. to be clear, it could be clear everybody hated Metroid Federation Force. Yeah. I know that. Okay. <laughs> All right. All right. I'm just I'm just just clarifying. <laughs> I know that. You ask a Metroid related question. No, but it's not Federation no. Force. <laughs> just to it's, roll it it's, up. The, it's the Hyrule, Hyrule Warriors? Is it's that not what it was Hyrule called? Warriors though, because Damon not said the Hyrule game Wars wasn't ported. A what? I was thinking of the the Mosu game, the uh the the game where you fight the hordes of enemies. But the four swords you won. Well, that was Zelda Four Swords, and that was on. That was too early. No, no. There's a new version of that that just came out, but I, mean, I guess we haven't mentioned it. With yet, all though, the yeah, with so. all the characters for oh, I mean, what are you talking about? There was a Zelda game that came out last year. Yes, that's like Four Swords, and it takes four people. What? Yeah. And you solve puzzles. It was at E3, and then it came out. I played the whole thing. What? Yeah. <laughs> yeah <I> mean, <laughs> but where was I? Was I? Gonna... <laughs> but clearly, we haven't mentioned it yet. <clears throat> I don't know what that is. So if we mention it, so I mean, really, like, yeah, and why can't it be Hyrule Warriors? Sorry, because that got that got ported, and this was no ports. Yeah, 
I don't know what game you guys are talking about. I'll show it to you after the show. Okay. So but if we already mentioned this dang game, is it just Smash Brothers? No, Damon took a long time. You had to look at the sheet of paper yeah, for that multiplayer. Yeah, that's a multiplayer game for sure. Yeah, that's what's confusing me. Maybe he just didn't know. And also, <laughs> Smash has it. Smash has it. It's not Smash because Smash has a new sequel coming out. We didn't out. mention a lot of 3DS games. Well, we mentioned a couple. Now my brain is going, which ones? Yeah. <laughs> this oh. is so stupid. Oh. I mean, we have to get this. This <laughs> yeah. is so stupid. This is how many. <laughs> we have yeah, one more question. It was a fighting game? Yeah, I think that got that got eliminated as well too. We didn't ask about no, it. No, I thought well, we get. Oh, it's, it's not a sports game. It's not Smash. Uh, is it's, it a fighting game? No, <laughs> I just don't know why. Like I had to look up a fighting game would definitely be multiplayer. Yeah. Oh right, but I mean that was like an online multiplayer. That's where you, you the yeah. the caveats there. Yeah. All right. It's not Metroid Prime Federation Force. I don't know what Zelda game you had. A new Four Swords game came out? The new the DS or 3DS game that you guys have already mentioned is... Mention, wait, we have one more question. That's what I'm saying. Are you, was you it, was to, it mentioned on the show or mentioned in 20 questions? Which way did you take that? How, did you, how was the question phrased? Did we already mention this game? Yeah, like just in our questions, and I think we did. Like, you, you've mentioned it during 20 questions. Okay. Okay, thank you. Well, then what the hell is it? Is it? Yeah. What's the official name of that of the Zelda DS game? I don't know. <laughs> you don't played know it. You, you said you played the whole. Yeah, thing. I know. I did. I, I don't remember the name of it. I did too. Um, oh, that means we didn't mention the name. I think that game is a collective no, we, dream between you two. <laughs> no, we mentioned it, and I yeah. Look it up if you guys want. Yeah, do it. Because oh, I, I don't know if that can, can we that, can we. All right. Well, is it that game? So we can get this over with. <laughs> that's the, that's my guess. Is your guess is a Zelda a new Zelda Four Swords game? Yeah. No, it's not that. Okay. What is it? CJ mentioned this game twice. Uh, oh, God, it's hurting me even more. It is Kid Icarus uh, Uprising. Uh, Instead, I was like, is it a Kid Icarus one? Because when we mentioned Metroid, I was like, okay. Released for 3DS in 2012. Uh, that game had multiplayer? It had a, some sort of multiplayer mode in it. So that's a part that messed me up because I was not thinking that Kid Icarus had a multiplayer component. Yeah, see, usually that question is like, that's why that question, especially if I have to look it up. Then you know that it's just some sort of tactile multiplayer. What a multiplayer weird that, like, multiplayer that, that must have been. Yeah. yeah. I'm trying to think of what it would have been. Ah, my streak is gone. Triforce Heroes <laughs> is the name of the yeah, game. Yeah, that's right. Tried to I don't know what that is. Where yeah. was I Triforce when that Heroes. game was like in yeah. the office? And I'm not it aware was of that one. Last year? No, it was a three. It's like you could play three people and you could go around. It was a very puzzle based game. It could it was be great. that CJ and I are from a mirror universe. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, for Probably. sure. That was a great game. I mean, I, I, it's true that I'm not paying a lot of attention to like 3DS. So maybe I just saw yeah. some 3DS thing coming out and ignored it. No, it was really good. I don't remember hearing about that game. I don't remember seeing it on IGN. Yep. Okay, we we can mess with that after the show. <laughs> no, I'm gonna show D J Justin the whole video. Oh, no, but, uh, right now. Wait, wait, hold on. What's that? Triforce Heroes 2015. Yeah, uh, do you guys have yeah. a pen? Uh, I got a circle. <laughs> Success. Yes. No. 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 We did. <laughs> Score 20. Uh, Name? Yeah. Sam. <laughs> Success. No. No. Dang it. Kid Icarus Uprising was developed by Project Sora. Which is no longer in the, uh, in business and was Nintendo had seventy five percent ownership of it. Mm. How did that do? It what? was actually start, spun up by Satoru Iwata as a yep. sort of separate right. developer that was mostly owned by Nintendo. Well, it was what's his name, right? It was the Smash director, yeah. I think. Yes, yeah. Sakurai. Yes, and uh, Satoru Iwata said. Mm. That. Yeah. Mentioned it twice. I mentioned. He said it twice. he said Kid Icarus twice. I said Kid Icarus twice. Man. Did you think that's what it was? In the no, end? I didn't because I wasn't sure it had multiplayer. Oh, okay. So the multiplayer, yeah. I was hung up on the multiplayer question. thing. Exactly. Yeah. Which brings us to our final quick question, which was suggested by Zoob M. What forgotten franchise should Nintendo resurrect next? <laughs> Kid Icarus. Not a Kid Icarus. <laughs> not Kid Icarus. <laughs> that didn't work out well. Uh, for me, the answer is obvious. Punch Out. Where <laughs> is Punch Out? F-Zero. You want F-Zero? <laughs> Urban Champion. Say it once. One, two, three. Urban Champion. <laughs> I can't do it. <laughs> I can't do it. But I did love the game. Uh, uh, for me, Ninja Gaiden. That's, uh, but that's not a Nintendo uh, franchise. Whatever. I know. But okay. You got to talk right. to Tecmo about it. All right. All right. Okay. Not, Next week, go, you can write go. and ask about what Xbox franchise you want to resurrect. <laughs> and CJ Hang will on. come in yeah, yeah. and I tell us a Nintendo game. Hang on. <laughs> I'm changing my vote. I'm changing mine to 2D Metroid. Uh, okay, well, they they got, gave you Metroid 2 last that one, year. Yeah, <laughs> it doesn't count. Well, no, no, no. It was a full... Okay. Mm. 
See, I'm racking my brain for all these 90 games. And I'm like, oh, all right, Capcom. Oh, yeah, Ultra. Oh, yeah, so, no. so many old ones. I wanted them to bring back Punch-Out and Wrecking Crew. Excite right. Bike? Oh, Excite Bike. You imagine? Yeah, excite I mean, Trials excite feels a little bit There are like two excite, excite games on the Wii, yeah. Yeah. Uh, someone wrote in you know. uh, and suggested Excite Bots for 20 questions twice this week, but I, <laughs> I didn't choose that. I would have gotten it. You think so? <laughs> but I would have mentioned it on this show. Uh, all right, that is all the scoops we have for you this week. We've got to get outside and uh, figure out what the deal is with this uh, Sony not being at E3. Yeah, We're going to get idea. to the bottom of that scoop. Remember, you can always reach us at the email address, gamescoop at IGN.com. Thank you, Justin. Thank you, Sam. Thank you, CJ. Thanks, man. My name is Damon. This is IGN Gamescoop. All right. Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Martha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz. And how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts.